0: Coming up uh, in this hour, we're going to talk to Rafe uh, Heidel Manku, who's going to be telling us all about the latest news from the royal family, right? The royal family, apparently, are still around. Harry and Meghan are trying to kill them off. But they keep coming back fighting. Uh, but it turns out now, thanks to the latest poll that we've got, uh, Harry is not only kiboshed Harry and Meghan. Uh, there's a hashtag out there now on social media called "Harry and Meghan are finished." Uh, there's people making fun of them, which will be the thing that drives them the most mad at all of all things. American comedians, British comedians, uh, people on TikTok, people on Instagram, people on Twitter. Um, Harry and Meghan are now sort of a laughing stock uh, of the world, which is fine. I think that's probably exactly where they should be. Uh, reserve your hatred for other people. There's no point in hating non-entities there's no point in hating people uh, for whom uh, there is no uh, kind of established way of being right uh, but let's talk to rafe historian broadcaster senior fellow at the new culture forum because um, now that the dust has settled rafe and a very good afternoon to you thanks for joining us i guess we can be uh, measured we can be um, able to discuss these matters without emotion um, i think the fact that harry and megan are now kind of joke figures is entirely appropriate
1: Yes, I mean, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan, I think, thought they were going to win America with their Netflix yes. documentary and uh, with uh, this, this memoir. But as we've seen, I mean, once you have um, Jimmy Kimmel um, making fun of you putting um, your mother's lip gloss on your, tod- on your frozen todger, yes. um, you know, Charles de Gaulle once said, prestige cannot survive without mystery, for familiarity breeds contempt. And I think Harry and Meghan are now fully well Uh,
0: learning that for themselves. Yeah, and I mean, as time passes, you know, people start to notice things. And I saw a piece this morning from Australia saying that that Harry's uh, bestseller has been knocked off the top uh, number one spot in Australia by a children's book, uh, which has sold more copies than his, and he's only sold 64,000 copies in Australia, which, although that will make him a few quid, is not a massive blockbuster, is it, by any means?
1: Well, and the thing is, of course, that this is supposed to be the first of a four-book deal. And, uh, of course, we've had him uh, almost blackmailing the royal family, saying, oh, well, I left the most uh, uh, sensational pieces out of the book. And almost if you don't engage with me and apologize, well, who knows? Maybe there'll be a volume two to spare. And then we're also told that Megan's been keeping a diary and that um, you could have, you know, Mrs. Spare, or whatever they would call it. Yes, I mean, but I think now, the trouble is... once. So, now, you, of course, they must be thinking, ah, maybe we don't want to put these out. Right. Because and, because and, the I backlash, think, and I think, I mean, as, as you...
0: No, and as you, as you know better than anyone, you know, there's nothing worse than being made fun of if you're a particularly pompous individual, you know, because you can take people hating you because then you've got something to fight back against. But if they're just making fun of you and ridiculing you, that's not a very good place to be.
1: Yes, and you saw that again when he appeared on Stephen Colbert. Yes. Mean, all of the, the late-night shows seem to be poking fun at him, and he seems to be blissfully unaware of all this, which is actually excruciatingly cringeworthy when you watch <laughs> and you say, no, they're not laughing with you, Harry, they're actually laughing at you. And there's yes. a distinction there. But there's another issue here, though, because it's also actually affecting the poll ratings unfairly and unjustifiably, because they can't answer back of, of the, the king and the queen and of the prince and princess of Wales. And that's so unfair because you've got A book which is so full of inaccuracies, but so full of falsehoods. But particularly in America, uh, people don't actually have the knowledge to know what's true and what's not. And they're taking a lot of this as gospel as well. And so unfortunately caught in the crossfires are our own royal family at a time actually when we should be doing everything we can to boost their position in time for the coronation.
0: And I wonder if then that would possibly make some some of those advisers in the palace uh, ask whether they had the right strategy because if by saying nothing they've become less popular because the royal family does need popularity to keep it going because if it doesn't have popularity it really doesn't have anything. Um, Would there be people now perhaps asking the question should we have done it differently?
1: Well it's one of those you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't situations Mm. I think. I think this was the correct way. I think it was a very good power play not to sink down to this petty tittle-tattle, tit-for-tat sort of gossip that they're engaging in, which is a very immature sort of uh, level to be at. And instead, the royal family have just done what they always do. They're being seen to go about their duties, and they're being seen to do good. And Mm. the contrast is great. And we've just had, for example, yesterday this wonderful announcement that the king will be uh, giving all of his proceeds from the wind farm, a windfall that the crown estate are receiving 250 million a year that's billions given back to the british over a decade that's the sort of stuff we want to hear mm. and william and catherine going about all of their duties with charities and so forth and the contrast between them and the sussexes is, is is remarkable and actually we've only got literally um less than four months now just over three months to the coronation yes And we can't be sidelined and dragged into these squabbles we should actually be trying to bring the nation together to celebrate Britishness, to celebrate the monarchy in the most important ceremonial and constitutional event for 70 years, mm. which is supposed to be one of those times when you actually help to forge national identity. We yes. all People who are old enough, remember where they were in 1953. It t- it's one of those key markers in our lives. And we don't want to have any distractions as we get forward to May the 6th.
0: Mm. And no doubt, you're right, people will remember where they were last year when the Queen's funeral took place and when the Queen died, and that obviously signalled the end of an era. I wonder, though, whether the, the Charles coronation can ever match that.
1: Well, you can't. it's impossible to match something which has never been experienced in entire British history, a 70-year reign uh, of the Queen and someone who has actually been there all of our collective memory none of us really have known anything other than the, the queen's reign unless you're you know very very old um but the most important thing is that in this country we don't have uh, a national independence day like bastille day or uh, or july the fourth in america we don't we are the world's oldest continuous democracy and the downside of that is we don't have many chances to come together as a nation and so it's royal weddings it's funerals Uh, jubilees, but most importantly it's coronations Mm. that provide that great moment to actually say, what, what does it mean to be British? And how does British identity come into place? And how does social cohesion come into effect with street parties and celebrations bringing communities together? And it's a rare chance for us to actually have a patriotic outburst. And so I think it's just unfortunate that this period from the queen's death to the coronation is all supposed to be about the king cementing his role as king, reintroducing himself to the nation and also to the commonwealth realms where they don't really know him that well putting his own stamp on the monarchy and that's all been overshadowed and hijacked actually by harry and megan mm-hmm. and their superficial shenanigans and so now i think all focus should be on the monarchy and the good work that they do
0: yeah and do you think that those who support harry and megan will kind of fade into the background over time. Because again, even some of those people that I've been arguing with for a good few months, if not years, about them, um, have had to sort of admit that maybe they were wrong. Uh, that maybe they shouldn't have actually trusted them. In fact, funnily enough, I was out in uh, in our West London studios where um, a lady on Piers Morgan's show, who is from Black Lives Matter, basically said that she now doesn't support them at all because she sees them as complete and utter charlatans, liars, uh, and people who have completely twisted the narrative to suit themselves, and she regrets ever backing them.
1: I think it's becoming increasingly aware that uh, the Sussex squad backed the wrong side. You've got the diehards. And actually, the, the diehards tend to be people who've never really had any knowledge or interest of monarchy, don't understand how it works, who up, will, be, will stay true as their Praetorian guard mm. to the very end. But the fact that you've got such leading figures in America who were previously very sympathetic towards the Sussexes, people like Don Lemon, uh, you know, the uh, daytime host yeah. of a daytime TV show, right. and, other, and other hosts in America, saying that what they're doing is gauche. Calling Prince Harry a man baby. Mm. I mean, yes, I think the um, I think the, the veils have come off the of the uh, roast tinted spectacles. Yes, they're seeing them for who they are.
0: I think so. The other interesting development, I suppose, towards the end of this week, going into um, uh, going into the the weekend, is Prince Andrew apparently wants to use his titles once again after reaching an understanding. He says, or people close to him say, um, with the king. Um, it's a strange one, this, isn't it?
1: Well, we should say, first of all, none of these have been... This hasn't been confirmed. It's all based on a, uh, an article in the, uh, in, the, in the Daily Mail. But, I mean, what on earth is he thinking? And where is his timing? I've just told you how important it is not to have any distractions. <laughs> We've had more... There are, the, there are the terrible twosome, Andrew and Harry. We've had enough from Harry. We don't need Andrew sticking no. his oar in just now, three months before the coronation. I think it will be extremely unwise uh, for him to be given back his use of HRH Prince Andrew and Prince Harry both still legally have the title of HRH, but they've they, but they don't use it, and they haven't got permission to use it at the moment. And I think it would be a, it would be a bizarre thing to do at this time to try to cause another conflagration around a, a royal. Well, it
0: royal. would, but I mean, he's always been famously tone deaf, Andrew. He doesn't really understand why he's ever had to take a step back from royal duties and maybe he sees the coronation as his last hurrah, you know, the last time he can actually get on, get the old gear on, get the sword out, start prancing about uh, looking as if he's, uh, he's an important guy because he won't have another chance probably after that.
1: Yes, I mean, well, he's, he's lost all of his, his royal colonelcies, all of his honorary positions in the military, um, he's, he's essentially become a pariah to anybody and he's stains any event that he comes to. And he distracts. You know, and you don't want to have headlines about either Harry or Andrew when the headlines should be about the king at, at the coronation. Mm. Any distractions need, need to be done away with. But yes, the man is so lacking in self-awareness. Uh, it's, quite, it's quite a remarkable sight to see. He says that he's perplexed as to why he can't use his HRH title well. The rest of the nation isn't perplexed as to why he can't, because he got on a plane and he went over to America and did things you shouldn't do.
0: And even if he didn't do the things that that he may say he didn't do, he was consulting with the wrong kind of people. And so that alone, I think, would... Well, that's uh, what I mean. That's what I was referring to. Absolutely right. Uh, Rafe, thank you very much indeed uh, for talking to us. Rafe, Haydall, Manku, there uh, on the Royals. (laughs)